This is the Zach Ansbury Show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Simona Bronzi from RAA. Ever did was just take every opportunity that I could get, and I didn't really think about whether it was going to be a long-term opportunity or. And there were things that I did for free, which was still really valuable. Um, I think volunteering is a really good way to get experience, um, and it's it's hard. Like I, I think at one point I had five jobs, maybe four. Four or five jobs, and I think three of them were voluntary, and two of them were paid jobs. So I had two coffee shop jobs, and I was on the student association, which was effectively a job. I spent a lot of time on that, but because I loved it, um, I was working on a uni campaign as well, and um, also doing some extra volunteering, trying to build my portfolio. So it is crazy. I don't suggest that anyone um, sort of fills their time up as much as I did because it was very hard. But I think it was really good to take every opportunity that I could. Yeah, uh, but I think that you know it is very hard, and uh, you know, there's that work-life balance thing. But it, that is that little extra mile that separates good from great. Um, you know, putting in that extra hours. You know, willing to work for free, especially being younger. Um, like I'm 32 and I know I look like I'm only 22. It's fine. <laughs> I'm starting to get a few grey hairs. Um, very distinguished uh but you know i still find myself doing things like this is free um no one's paying me to do this um but even you know at UniSA or within the aerobic bass institute like i'm constantly looking to put myself out there and to upskill myself and to work a extra hour a day or something trying to learn a new skill so i'm more valuable to this place or you know, if there's a certain tool that needs to be upgraded, it might not be my role, but I'll spend a bit of time learning to do it. And it's those, uh, I hope it's recognised here as well, it's those small things that, you know, will not only allow you to get that job, but hopefully progress through it. And I think that's, are you taking a similar mentality during your role now that you've landed it as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have been told that I'm sometimes too ambitious though. So it's, um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's, it's great, but I am mindful of burnout and it's happened to okay. me before. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, my first semester of working basically full-time and doing full-time uni, I got the best grades that I've ever gotten, but I did not sleep. Like I was not really coping outside of working uni. I was just kind of giving everything that I could to both. Um, and then I think at the end of that, I got really sick and that was a big wake-up call to me to, yes, it's really good to focus on all of these things um, and self-improvement, but at the same time, I've got to look after myself. So I think it's a very fine balancing act for me and I'm sure many other people as well. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been tough. I think um, you do mention, and we should probably talk about that because we, we may inadvertently... Um, influence people and they might think you know Zach told me I needed to work an extra two hours a day and <laughs> and this is totally backed up by everyone but you know it is it is that work-life balance and you know like you you just spoke to us about you know you've had burnouts and stuff like that and we've all had those real flat periods and um, what's your because you know that you're prone to it what is your strategy for recognizing if you're about to hit that point or do you have any preemptive strategies to make sure you don't burn out? Um, I think 
honestly, I have such a supportive team um, and we're all so open with each other, especially through COVID. Um, RA has been fantastic in really pushing work-life balance and making sure, you know, there were four months last year that we were at home full-time mm. because of the scale of the organisation, um, non-essential roles just couldn't be in the building with the um, capacity restrictions. So um, they were very mindful of, um, you know, people like not having breaks and, and overworking. Um, so I think that if anything, it's more like just having that open communication with my team and having an employer that supports work-life balance and, you know, they offer so much flexibility. Um, I can work from home still. I'm doing half and half in the office and at home and I really enjoy that. And most people have adopted that method. Um, and, yeah, they've invested a lot of um, resources into training and stuff. Like we've got a wellbeing and resilience program um, and we've got like a full working flex program as well. So I think that that is just a really good tool for me to tap into as well as being self-aware of my own stress levels. Yeah. So you, you kind of pick up, hey, I'm not coping it as well at the moment or maybe putting a bit too much pressure on yourself and then you, I don't know, do you think like I'm going to go for a walk on the beach or is there something that you do to unwind? Yeah, um, exercise is one thing. Mm. Um, I've been a bit slack on that lately. I used to hit F45 every morning at 6 a.m. Um, but then I needed to save some money for a house and I cancelled my membership. And now I'm, I've been a bit slack, admittedly. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just doing a workout or I'm trying to focus on a bit of meditation at the moment as well. Um, I think just those little things that give you a bit of breathing space from the hectic day-to-day. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree with you more. Those two things are very prevalent in my life. Um, And actually, it's funny, the last two weeks I've been working too much because we have sponsors in like America or Europe or whatever, and the time zones don't work out nicely. And I haven't been able to exercise as much as I can, as I'd like to, and I haven't felt as good. And I think it's not even a physical feeling good. It then affects my mental ability to, to work and think properly. Um, and similar to you, like a lot of our job is, is, is thinking. Um, and I once told someone I need to exercise. Otherwise I'm, I'm like a bit crazy or something. I'm just not like a sane human. Like it kind of levels me out a bit. Um, and I, and I find meditation quite useful as well. Like, do you use any apps or anything like that? Um, I've used Headspace before and I found that good. Um, but honestly, sometimes I just type in like guided meditation on YouTube. Um, and also my watch has like a little breathing (laughs) reminder. So sometimes, even if it's just one minute, um, sometimes I do that. Like leave me alone, Apple. I'm in the middle of something. (laughs) Yeah. I think it prompts me when my heart rate's a bit raised, like when I've been doing nothing and then maybe I like stress out about something that I've read in an email and then it's like reminded to breathe <laughs> and I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's like, it definitely knows when it's a stressful time. Um, yeah. But like, and you, but you can tell, right. And your heart rate is a big predictor of it. Like you can, um, you know, if you do guided meditation and you're wearing like your Apple watch or maybe your Samsung galaxy or whatever, you know, I'm agnostic to this stuff. I use mostly Apple products um, and, and you actually track your heart rate, you can see it decrease. And yeah. that's, that's incredible. And something is very simple as minding mindfulness, breathing, like those big like breaths from like the pit of your stomach. It's just, 
It's just crazy. It's free. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Not much. Somehow it's so hard to remember to do it. <laughs> yeah. So it's something to keep in mind. I think anyone who's listening and they feel a bit overwhelmed, it's, you know, just take that moment to go breathe. And I actually got caught. Oh, this was three months ago. Now I was on the balcony just over here. It's a beautiful day. It was really sunny, but I had a real pressing deadline and I became a little bit overwhelmed with it. So I went out there and I knew that if I spent a bit of time, five minutes out there breathing, that I was going to walk back. I was going to be bulletproof and I was able to smash out stuff. And I, had, <clears throat> I was standing there and I had my eyes closed and I was doing these deep breathing exercises. And then I woke up, I said, I woke up, I opened up my eyes and there was like just people staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing i explained to them what i was doing and they just laughed and said that that's that's really cool and i went and it, it worked i went back inside the next three hours of my day which are normally you know mm -hmm. the, the afternoon hours i got so much done and um i need to get back into the habit of doing that better but yeah I, it's, it's really interesting that you find something very very similar mm. how do you how do you yeah. on the flip side if you're having an off day how do you get yourself in the zone? Like, because, you know, we talked about getting yourself decompressed. How do you get yourself yeah. sort of? I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and even, I think sometimes it can be hard to get into the zone working from home. But once I'm yeah. in the zone, I can't exit the zone and I probably sit at my desk too much. Um, but I think, yeah, caffeine helps. Um, also just like having a meeting with someone in my team, just talking through stuff with someone. Um, I'm quite an extroverted person, so get all my energy from other people um, and found that really challenging working from home four months straight with COVID. So I think I just had to be really mindful to keep in touch with people and let them know if I was feeling a bit down. Um, and I think that, yeah, we all did a really good job of keeping in touch with each other. But yeah, just, just chatting to someone and even just, setting up a meeting not about work. Um, mm. I think that's a challenge working remotely is all your meetings seem to be about work rather than the water cooler chat. Oh, and that's, that's what you get when you're actually at the physical location of someone else. It's like, you know, you might talk about whatever project you're working on or a piece of research or campaign or whatever, but then it's like, you know, that water cooler gossip type stuff and... Yeah. Um, you know, how was your weekend? As, as annoying as that question is, like, <laughs> boy, do you miss it when you're like, you know, shut away from the rest of the world. It's really yeah. good that you work with a supportive group of people who, who are like that. It's nice to know RA has a, has a bit of a culture like. Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and the practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.